Welcome to the Small Business Report. I'm Gordon Deal. We examine things like habits of entrepreneurs, emerging trends, financing, marketing, where to get help, even how to get started on your own. And I like hearing from small business owners and employees. Let's talk about your business. Send me an email at gdeal at compassmedianetworks.com. I know it's long. Gdeal at compassmedianetworks.com. Today's story is common ground between humans and robots in some small business manufacturers and replacing someone on the job under awkward circumstances. You don't often find the words business and friendly in the same sentence, let alone the same state, unless, of course, you're talking about Michigan. Michigan's business-friendly practices help to become a leader in industries that range from agribusiness and cybersecurity to aerospace and defense. In fact, Michigan is ranked among the top 10 states for major new and expanded facilities, which makes Michigan more than business-friendly. It makes Michigan business-smart. To learn more, visit michiganbusiness.org, because helping business grow is pure Michigan. In the battle of humans versus machine on the warehouse floor, some companies have found common ground. Instead of developing technology to completely replace manpower, these firms are designing robots meant to work alongside people. More from Wall Street Journal reporter Jennifer Smith. Jennifer, what have you found? Well, there's a lot. Um, there's been a lot of talk recently about uh, the rise of robots, uh, artificial intelligence, and sort of displacing the human workforce. And what's interesting is in the world of logistics and warehouse work, um, robots are certainly on the horizon, but uh, much of the work is still done by, by humans pulling carts through aisles, picking objects off shelves. It, it's not as automated as you would think, although the trend is moving towards there. So what's happening here, um, there, there's a type of robot called a collaborative robot that's sort of small, and it's designed to kind of work with humans both in terms of, of its safe. It's not going to bump into you. It doesn't have to be in a separate part of the warehouse. And it's being pitched as a way for warehouse operators to actually boost productivity. They can move more units out because these robots are helping workers sort of pick and pack orders more quickly. What does something like this actually do, or what does it look like, first of all? A lot of them sort of look like these motorized step stools with touch screens and shelves, and they kind of zip up and down the aisles. You know, they, they're using... Um, sensors to learn how to navigate the warehouse. They see objects. They can maneuver around them. And they're also getting order information from warehouse management systems, uh, at least some of them are, that that can kind of tell them what's in an order, where to pick. So some robots scoot down the aisle and then position themselves in front of an area um, where an, an order and an item is located and kind of blink to alert a worker, hey, here it is. Wow. Pick it up. Put it on me. We're speaking with reporter Jennifer Smith. She writes for the Wall Street Journal's Logistics Report, and she's written a piece entitled, A Robot Can Be a Warehouse Worker's Best Friend. The cost of these things, say, compared to overall... I don't know, like a manufacturing belt or something like that, or a warehouse belt. They're both smaller and they're cheaper than some of the automation systems that are have been, uh, you know, used by big retailers or, or big uh, distribution operations. These robots are sort of in the tens of thousands of dollars, um, as opposed to investing, you know, half a million, five million, ten million in a very complex uh, sort of fixed infrastructure where you have conveyor belts going everywhere, or you have sort of uh, big big robots that sort of 
work on one side and can't sort of integrate with humans. These are kind of pitched as sort of a bolt-on way to do that. A uh, single unit might cost between 30000 and $40,000, although some are meant to operate in groups. Costs do add up when you add in software and, and, and licensing, but it's generally, it's sort of a, it's, it's, a, it's being pitched as a more um, affordable, accessible, and kind of quick-turn way to boost your productivity than, you know, completely outfitting your warehouse with a bunch of hard infrastructure. Explain what the, uh, the the shipping company DHL is doing with uh, which what what you call these uh, these swarming robots they're testing. So DHL um, has has been doing a lot of pilots with different technology, um, and so in this particular one, they're testing uh, these robots made by a company called Locus Robotics, and these robots are designed to sort of work in groups to help pickers uh, locate items quickly. The, the particular warehouse uh, where they're being tested by DHL is one where they're moving out um, time-sensitive medical devices, you know, different implements that might be used in surgery where you get an order in and you need to sort of try and get it out as quickly as possible. Um, and so, you know, the swarming robots are, again, they're, they're, they're sort of telling telling people where to pick things. You put the order on the robot, you know, and, they, and then you move on to the next robot. So they kind of work in concert um, with groups of employees. Wow. Kind of later in the story, you talk about uh, a woman who said she just couldn't fit more workers into her warehouse and turned to robots for help. Explain that. This was uh, a logistics firm that runs warehouses for high-tech and industrial customers. And so they're located in the Bay Area. You know, space is tight. Real estate costs are high. Um, and she needed it to, to boost her output because of capacity constraints. She actually couldn't fit more workers in the building. And so she start, She thought, well, I'll try, I'll try these robots. And they can also, you know, they... They, they need to recharge, but they can work essentially around the clock. So she was really able to sort of get a boost there. Thanks, Jennifer. Wall Street Journal reporter Jennifer Smith. Coming up next, when you're the one chosen to replace someone at a job who left under a cloud. Small business never stops moving, so Dell's U.S.-based small business technology advisors are trained to keep up. Just call 877-BY-DELL to get connected with an advisor who will get to know your business and tailor a solution with Dell PCs powered by Intel Core processors that is right for you, so you can focus on your business and leave the tech questions to Dell. Call 877-BY-DELL to get in touch with a tech advisor today. You may know that actor Christopher Plummer is replacing accused sexual harasser Kevin Spacey in the upcoming film All the Money in the World. That can make for an awkward working environment, whether in Hollywood or the traditional business world. How can you make an adjustment in this kind of situation? Market Watch says there are three ways. First, get the inside scoop by asking questions. After you get a clear idea of past events and the company's corporate culture, sit down with your new boss. Make sure to avoid the situation that happened before. Second, don't develop a savior complex. The new employee might be greeted with a hero's welcome, but going in too headstrong risks treading on other people's boundaries, which may have been part of the previous issue. And third, stick to the status quo for now. The first week is not the time to rock the boat. Early on, just be a good listener before initiating change. Reminder, by the way, the Small Business Report is found on our website, which is This Morning with GordonDeal.com. That's also where you can hear our daily news program called This Morning, America's First News. Again, if you'd like to share your small business story, I'd like to hear it. Send me an email at gdeal 
at compassmedianetworks.com. Thanks for listening to the Small Business Report. I'm Gordon Deal.